What's going on, fans? My name is Josh. I'm joined, as always, by the bright and sunny Matt Liston himself. <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? This week, we're going to talk about some rumored um, scenarios to where the Justice League could return back to the DC Entertainment Universe. And this is the Nerd Force Podcast. So, Matt, um, what do you got this week for other news? All right, other news. Um, this is this is quick, but it's out though. Did you get your? I don't know if you got yours yet or not, but the Baby Yoda pop. No, my wife ordered it like like before Valentine's Day, and I still haven't got it. Oh no, I added it to my comic book order, so he has one for me. Yeah, yeah he posted up a picture today with like a just a a wall, a wall full of um, Baby Yodas. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Hard to believe. I mean, just think how many he has. Oh yeah, and he's yeah. not even a big comic book store. I mean, yeah. the sheer how many did they make? Any idea? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, oh my I god. Mean, I, <laughs> but I mean, they had to they had to like increase production because they had like so many. Like they did a oh, limited yeah. number, and then they had to they started back ordering like m- like five months in advance because <laughs> there were so many um, orders on it. Yeah. All right, well, so that it's out, so go get your Baby Yoda. I had to get one, too, so um, they're there. Um, this is something new coming out, which I wasn't really sure about it. It's, it's like a uh, it's like a horror type of drama situation that's going to be on HBO. Yeah. Uh, Lovecraft Country. Did you see that? No, I haven't seen that one. So it's really kind of interesting. It's kind of like it's um, Abrams and uh, Peel were doing it. Okay, cool. And it's set in the 1950s Jim Crow era, and situation is. Um, uh, but Abrams himself is—it's Bad Robot that's doing it, right? It's not necessarily Abrams because, like, the contract that they had that he had with HBO that was like a couple billion was yeah. for Bad Robot to produce, um, not necessarily just um, JJ. Didn't say. Okay. So if well, if it falls under that umbrella, then yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. The same he's he's definitely gonna have hands on. Oh yeah. Well, anyways, Peel though, I like his work. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Get Out was fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I've heard lesser things about us. Um, and you know, I was a big fan of like some of the earlier episodes of uh, of the Twilight Zone. Uh huh. That he he was part yeah. of. I, I was too. And then the, I, Twilight fell off the table for me. I, yeah, I, I got too. I got a little too political. I know that like. The original was political and stuff like that, but it was a little bit more on the nose than the original one, mm-hmm. as far as its political stance goes. Yeah, so they went away from I think what the formula for Twilight really should have been, and tried to infuse and add that extra piece, which doesn't work for me. Yeah. So um, those should be kept separate. But anyway, so the story basically is this guy's father is in that area, um, Lovecraft, Lovecraft uh, country or county, I believe, country or county, I can't remember. But anyways, he goes missing. So then they go to look for him. Of course, they're black guys going into the deep south, into the Jim Crow, mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah, mentality and all that type of stuff. But it also turns into, like, a uh, like horror movie. Yeah. So the trailer's really good. It's pretty intense. So I wasn't really sure what to expect from this or to think, like, you just hear the premise, like, well, what's that going to be, you know? But uh, I think the twist with that horror piece is going to be cool. And I think Peel does a great job with that, though. So, anyways, that's coming soon, so uh, definitely keep a look for that. Um, something that I came across, too, that was pretty cool, and I did listen to it. Um, so, um, 
Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, we were playing that Friday night. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, I just forgot his name. James Gunn. Gunn. Yeah, so Gunn has uh, like 60 songs that he was working on that were potentially going to be in the movie. And it's so funny, though, because when you hear this playlist he put out, it's called Meredith Quill's Favorite Songs. Yeah. And so, obviously, it's Peter's mom's playlist. Yeah. Right? Yeah, with Guardians 3, I'm sure they're going to be pulling from some of that some playlist. Of that, yeah. yeah. But it's so funny because it's like these random jams from the 60s and the 70s and stuff that they're timeless. And yeah. You, but you kind of forgot about them. Yeah. But you could see how easily these could fit in and really provide, like, just like the soundtrack did in the first two movies. I mean, the first movie was fantastic. Fantastic, yeah. Second one, some were, like, okay. Yeah. Well, I think the soundtrack was okay. Was, yeah. yeah. It's okay. But anyways, I think that was pretty cool. I did it. It had it on Spotify, but you can get it on uh, Apple now. Uh, I think Batista built it and put it out there. Nice. So, anyways, it's worth a listen. Oh, do not. There is no I apologize for the text interruption, but that's Mr. Danley, so. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what Mr. Danley has to say. Okay. So, it's a Roger on that, he says. So. Okay. Okay. Um, the other thing that I came across that I thought was kind of cool, that Lord of the Rings that's coming out. Yeah, on Amazon? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, they're actually paying that for 20 episodes. Wow. That's a for lot. For just one season? Yeah. Wow. That's big. All hour long? I believe so, yeah. Oh. But but that's kind of like what Lord of the Rings does, though, right? I mean, it's like they yeah, always I mean, kind of stretch shit out it's, so long. <laughs> it's a deep story, too. Like, if you want to add more lore that, that you, you can do, like, within... So if they did, like, a, a Lord of the Rings trilogy... Um, series and they were focusing on you know the events after that that begin with um, you know Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. They can definitely pull from you know lore based upon um, Hobbit and the you know oh. the, the untold stories and stuff like that. So I mean yeah, you could definitely see how they in Silmarillion. Um, so they've got a lot of material to be able to pull like additional stuff into. And twenty mm-hmm. episodes would would be very easy for that franchise to be able to pull out oh yeah it's and almost, still not go very far at all yeah it's almost also it makes me it reminds me of star wars in a sense you know what i mean yeah. Where you can keep building and building and building yeah yeah i mean look at the clone wars like yeah. all those ups or all those seasons up until like season six or so were all you know new 22 episodes mm-hmm. yeah but i mean the content was all yeah all new yeah. yeah yeah and obviously with the new stuff coming out with that stuff too yeah. The um the I forget the name of that already again too. The The Knights. Uh, oh the Knights of the not the Old Republic, it's the uh, the High Republic. High Republic, yes. Yeah. So anyways, that looks cool. I love Lord of the Rings. Which yeah. brings me to another another topic that I came across too. And something I wanted to see what your take was on this. Um so they did a survey. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in the survey, they ranked fandoms. So okay, and they're uh, let's see, based upon what though? They didn't really. I mean, I didn't get into the details of it. Just ultimately, the the like, what's your what's your favorite gotcha. franchise? Gotcha. Okay. So like uh, Marvel, Star Wars, anecdotal Marvel. by size, pretty much, right? Well, so. it's not by. I mean, it's just it was sent out. I don't know what the survey size was, or you know, yeah. sample size, or anything like that. 
I'm just saying, like, they're, but based upon, like, a poll where, like, they're, you know, this got so much percent, this got, yes. yeah. Right. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. So, um, so, uh, I'll see if you, I'll let you guess, and what do you think the number one is? Right now, I would probably say Marvel. Okay. What about number two? Um, Star Wars. Now, the, okay, so that's where I was at. Okay. Yeah. Number three. This threw me. Um, Harry Potter. Did you read this? No, I didn't read that. Seriously? Just based upon, like, interactions. No, I haven't read it. What what drove you to Harry Potter, though? Because, I mean, I was not even on my there, radar scheme. Cause, I mean, I know it's big. <clears throat> yeah, because it's big. It's somewhat relevant because you have the, the new books and newer movies coming out. And people are, it's kind of like within a renaissance period. Um, so do you put Fantastic Beasts in the Harry Potter universe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Which I guess, well, of course you do. Well, yeah. it's absolutely part of it. What am I thinking? Yeah. yeah. I, I guess I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I can take or leave Potter. It wasn't, for me, it was great. I mean, I like it. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, but I, I didn't have it nearly that high. But, um, so the first three, Marvel being one, mm-hmm. Star Wars being two, and then Harry Potter. Yeah. Which I find that interesting. I thought Star Wars, I mean, it was close. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was real close. It was a 62 to 56. Well, I just think, I don't think people are as enthused about Star Wars right now as they have been in years past. I think that, you know, given the lack of content out there, if nothing else, you know, and, and the fact that everybody was kind of polarized on the last two movies. Um, yeah, but look, but we just got done talking about the walls of Baby Yodas. No, yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> yeah, and but I mean, that's that's one piece of, of Star Wars content that's done really well. Yeah. And then, you know, the rest of it hasn't done as well recently. Um, but you, you have Marvel that's, you know, had just, you know, billion-dollar movie after billion-dollar yeah. movie after billion-dollar movie. Yeah. So. They're, they're definitely the foundation, for sure, when it comes to that type of stuff. Um, so going down the list, so number four, Lord of the Rings, which, again, that's a little light, though. I mean, we haven't had Lord of the Rings content in a while. I mean, you had the Tolkien movie. Yeah. But, I mean, as far as actual franchise, Lord of the Rings. So, that was interesting that that was up there. It's actually, it's above DC Universe. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised about is that it's it's actually above DC. Yeah, the DC comes in after that. And then after DC Universe, it's Jurassic Park. Yeah. And then, I'll just read them down. Game of Thrones. This was interesting. The Simpsons. Wow. Star Trek. James Bond. Now, this one is the one, this is number nine, and this is where I, I thought for sure this would be higher, Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not big to kids nowadays, like people my age um, have some nostalgia for it. I say that, but I mean, you know, obviously kids around the neighborhood and stuff mm-hmm. um, bring, you know, their stuff out with with to play with my son, and my son has some Pokemon stuff. But, I mean, they're not, like, huge into it, like, you know, I was as a kid, or, yeah. you know, maybe even your, your kids when they were younger. Yeah. Well, in the last one, Dragon Ball. Oh. Yeah. So, but then again, I'm thinking, too, maybe Pokemon aren't survey takers at that age. Yeah, that's yeah. true, too. Yeah. <laughs> the consumer, the main consumers are not there. So, anyways, I thought that was kind of interesting. I definitely... I. The only one that threw me, really, like I said, was Potter. But, I mean, I, I guess that, I mean, when you think about it, you know, on college campuses, they actually have Quidditch leagues. Yeah. So, I mean, it is, it, it runs deep, I guess. Yeah, people are people are obsessive over it. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought it was interesting that Star Trek was so low. Yeah. I don't think... I think the attention span of people has changed a lot over the course of the past few decades. And Star Trek's a lot slower than than a lot of stuff is. And so people have a harder time getting into Star Trek, I think. You've got people that, you know, that have been into Star Trek for a long time, but I don't think you're, you have that many people that are coming new into Star Trek. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I, it, to me, Star Trek will always be relevant. So yeah, no, absolutely. I think it'll always be relevant, but anyways, I just thought that was kind of neat just to, just to see, you know, I mean, it seems like stuff's getting, uh, getting slow. Um, and they're starting to do anything to try to fill up content. I did take a picture of this, which I'll show you, Josh, which I thought was pretty sweet. There's a license plate that I saw in the parking lot. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> so I was, I was at, at Lowe's and um, in the parking lot, um, someone had a license plate and it was a uh, rebel scum. So yeah. yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So, but, uh, but yeah, that's about it really for as far as, uh, as new news goes. Um, I didn't really see too much else out there that was that overly interesting. I didn't get my new comic books yet. So once I get those, I definitely will, will break those down. Yeah. Um, I did, before we started the podcast, Aiden was telling us about um, yeah. the Super Mario Brothers 35th anniversary. I think we've mentioned something either in passing to each other or in the uh, podcast uh, around this, just not knowing the full context of it. Um, but this is from Nintendo Wire, um, and they're saying that um, recently, as of uh, the 31st of March, so this is older, um, almost a month old, um, but they the 35th of anniversary, they're going to be redoing some older Mario games and um, putting them on the Nintendo Switch, remastering those. And out of those, the, the ones that have been, you know, softly confirmed have been uh super mario 64 super mario sunshine and super mario galaxy and so we should see those in the next couple of years dude i love galaxy dude that was so much fun 64 was just oh, see, I, well, amazing of course, that's too, awesome yeah. too but i just i did like the uh i like galaxy a lot yeah galaxy was a lot of fun i mean all of those were fun yeah. Sun, sunshine was fun it was you know right after the first Luigi's Mansion. So it was kind of like a more lighthearted Luigi, uh, Luigi's Mansion, but with, with Mario and, and a water pack instead of a vacuum. So Yeah. One squirts, one blows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll leave that alone. Moving along from that. Um, Paramount is, has released a slate of movies that they're working on. And this fits directly into our wheelhouse, but I kind of want to bring um, up some of those. Um, they're releasing, they're working on three new um, Transformers movies. Oh, oh, please, they, oh my God, please correct the, that ship because that thing has gone off the rails. Well, they're doing another Bumblebee, Bumblebee movie. Um, and the last Bumblebee, the Bumblebee. That was fine. That one was good. And they're doing a Beast Wars movie. I don't know if you're... Because this is kind of like after your time. Yeah, but I know the name. Beast Wars? Yeah. So it's they're they're on a different planet. They're not on Earth. They're not on Cybertron. Um, but they've... They, instead of turning into like different machines or anything like that, they turn into various 
animals and stuff. And so we saw a little bit of that within the previous Transformers movies with um, Megatron turning into a um, dinosaur yeah. into the T-Rex that's directly from Beast Wars. Okay. Um, Optimus Prime turns into like this giant ape. Um, there's, you know, there's, uh, there's a bunch. Starscream is a, um, is a rat. And it's, it's really, it was a really good, um, uh, spinoff of the franchise when it was on. I remember like it was one of the first like computer generated 3D cartoons that was out there. Yeah. And so it was, it was huge whenever I was a kid. Like I fondly remember it. And, um, evidently like this one's like the one that they're getting the most hype over. Mm. So. Cool. Um, they're working on two G.I. Joe movies, um, and uh, one of those being the Snake Eyes movie. Nice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're working on four, uh, they're working on Ninja Turtle movies. Nice. So they're going to reboot Ninja Turtles. Um, the co-creator of the Ninja Turtles, I forget, like, Al the Pier, what his name was, but he's came on and confirmed that it's within like they're at least working on work, like getting it to a production state so yeah. so we talked about a little bit about the turtles let's go back to that real quick because yeah i remember reading the original turtles and then once it got sanitized for the children then you got a different version of turtles and yeah. i think that we're at a point now where we can have that darker turtle movie you yeah, know? it depends upon who what umbrella comes underneath, right? Exactly. So, yeah. Like previously, it's it's owned by Nickelodeon, like the IP is owned by Nickelodeon oh, currently. Okay. So, if it's if it comes underneath the Nickelodeon banner, I doubt that we'll be getting the darker, mm-hmm. um, you know, Ninja Turtles movie. But you know, if it's if it it comes out just under Paramount, um, without the Nickelodeon logo, maybe. Yeah, I would like to see that though. I think I think that deserve its day in the sun too you know? yeah no absolutely i mean like we talked about this other day even if they make like just a uh animated movie where it's the like the mm-hmm. original context of the turtles would be a yeah. fantastic oh yeah they put out r-rated anime content now yeah so i mean they could definitely do that i mean it, i mean those earlier books i mean it's they're they're troubled turtles man they're yeah. disturbed and it, it is i don't know i think i think that you know again i get that the, the the right move was made obviously in the 80s for that franchise i mean it blew up it was huge it was massive yeah you know and it still hangs on to this day so i i get it i mean i can't say it was the wrong move but then i just like to i would i personally i'm just being selfish but i just would rather see that no i think that there are a lot of people within that boat though too like you know it's um the uh, it's it, there's a fan base community that's old enough to to know that and educated enough within the realm to know that there was a uh, that this content exists and they're you know they're hungry for it so mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then the um, and Transformers is interesting too I think time's enough past now too that they can they can reattack that but. Dude, the last two Transformers movies were just trash. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're horrible. I mean, other than the sounds, the sounds are great. I yeah, mean, audio and, and visually, it's yeah, okay. But we're the, really good. Yeah, just, I, I enjoyed uh, the first one just because it was oh, something new and different. But the ones after that, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was one that actually still doesn't make sense to me. So yeah, the uh, the one where they like go back the King Arthur one or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm like I'm out. Yeah. So. Anyways, I hope to... And G, okay, so what about G.I. Joe, though, too? Because I actually didn't mind the first G.I. Joe. It's a reboot. Just They're a, rebooting it. Reboot. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
No, they didn't mention casting at all. No, anybody? Or it's no. Lower no, it's on. just it's what's on their slate. Yeah, it's like the announcement of their slate, kind of like yeah. Mar- what Marvel's doing. Well, it's interesting. That Paramount's taking what they can and, and really making a concerted effort to try to to at least get in the playground with the big boys. Mm-hmm. So no, yeah, yeah, cool. and they've got the IPs to be able to do it. Like yeah. these IPs can do well as long as they're done right. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Yeah, very cool. Um, the the obviously this this coming out we'll we'll release this episode on May the fourth to the public. Um, if you want it early, um, join our Patreon. But um, if you're if you're catching this on Monday, where uh, obviously it's May the fourth, um, yeah. the uh, the new Skywars Saga um, Blu-rays are coming out on uh, May the fourth. Yeah. yeah. So just something I wanted to bring up. I don't know like what additional content they have in it. They did do the last. Um, they released the last uh, trilogy, original trilogy, and prequel trilogy changes that um, that uh, George Lucas did to mm-hmm. the movies within Disney Plus. Yeah. So I don't think that Disney's going in and messing with it like George Lucas has been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I I don't think that we're necessarily going to get any new content. Um, but that's what's they- Star Wars repackaged stuff constantly. You know what I mean? And it's a lot of it's the same content, but it's the add-on pieces that you get in the back that are. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, because it's like I, I, I mean, I bought it, I bought all the stuff on Blu-ray, and then next thing you know, like about four months later, it's all Blu-ray, but now it's in a special collector ten. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but. Uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see what it has on it, anyways. Yeah, no, it, it'll be. I mean, I'm not going to drop the money for it whenever I can watch it on um, Disney, Disney Plus. Yeah, just I'm, I'm not. You know, I, I, I'm not that big of a like. It's not that sentimental to me to have like the. I've already got the the prequels and the the um, uh, original trilogy box set. I don't need. You know, yeah. anything well, else. before you kind of needed it if you wanted to watch it when you wanted to watch it. Yeah. But now, now you yeah. don't have to. I mean, and yeah. So I mean, um, I don't have any other things. I feel like there was something else Star Wars related, but I just got for the life of me, I can't yeah. recall. I did watch. Um, did watch Dark Phoenix today. Oh yeah, what'd you think? Eh. 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 Yeah. Eh. Um. It, well, you know, it lost like 133 million. So, I mean, obviously, it was a big bomb. Yeah, of course. I, it just, it did, it just didn't, it didn't gel. The movie didn't gel. I mean, the premise was okay, but it was just kind of sloppy. I mean, it was choppy, and I mean, obviously, it brought back in Magneto as well in it and everything, and it really just, it did, it was trying to close out that run of the X Men movies, which it it did. I mean, it closed it out, but it wasn't really powerful. It wasn't impactful. Um, I even feel that some of the some of the um, some of the action scenes are just okay. Um, some of them are really cool. I mean, there are some really cool scenes in it, but ultimately, I do. I will say the um, what's her name that played uh, Jean Grey. She did a good job, though. The mm-hmm. one from Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's not Sansa. Is that her? No. Yeah, Sansa Stark. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, so yeah, she did a good job with the character, at least. She was probably the best in it. I yeah. mean, McAvoy did, did okay. 
and and obviously Magneto's a good actor, very yeah. very very good actor. So I don't know. It was yeah. Hey, it's it's if you have HBO, it's streaming on there now for you know you have to pay for it. It's worth it's worth watching then. So gotcha. Um, one thing that we haven't talked about is the obviously it's still changing and they're they're still moving things around, but um, the new slate for um, Marvel films. Yeah, they did a couple change. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so we've got we've got Black Widow, which is coming out on November sixth mm-hmm. um, of this year. Um, next year, the Eternals are coming out um, on the twelfth of February, May seventh. Is slated for Chang or Shang Chi. Can't wait. Um, November fifth is Spider Man Far From Home, or I'm sorry, Spy- the Far From Home sequel. Yeah. Um, the next year, 2022, February 11th, Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, and then that same year, the 25th of March, is um, Doctor Strange. And the multiverse, multiverse. of madness. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, not nothing really to go off of there. Um, they've changed a couple things around. Spider-Man being the big one because Spider-Man is now coming like straight in the middle of the uh, the um, the slate as they have it now. Um, the you know the the possibility of of uh, this actually helps out the possibility of the um, the uh, Marvel um, or Marvel being able to put Daredevil within the series right. because now they're shooting to begin sh- to begin filming on in November and that puts it right after the embargoes up with Netflix so if they wanted to write in mm-hmm. Helm at that point. They can work on production, and they can have Daredevil, whether it's Charlie Cox or someone else. Yeah, as that Charlie Cox did do like a watch along with Darede- with uh, Daredevil season one through three on um, Twitter um, not too long ago, oh, wow. and he That's did. Cool. Somebody asked about the um, the rumors, and he said that he hasn't heard anything. But with embargo, that doesn't necessarily mean anything because. Technically, they're not allowed to start production on that character with any film until that two-year embargo is up. Yeah. So, they're probably talking about it, but they're not able to do anything official about it until right. the, 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 they're, they're legally able to do that. That'll be cool. They, they, I would love that. That'd be awesome, dude. Oh, yeah. That'd be fantastic. Like He plays a great Daredevil, uh-huh. and like there's already enough fan casting behind it that I think that we could possibly get that i mean and kevin feige loved him as daredevil like he he came out on the record and was saying that that he was a huge fan of daredevil Mm -hmm. um back whenever the series like first began yeah so but i like it yeah that's all i got you got anything else for other news no nothing really else too exciting oh i did watch another movie um bad education of course wolverine was in it yeah, and um, it's another HBO movie, and it just came out. It's a story. It's again not really in our normal wheelhouse, but because it had Hugh Jackman, I wanted to watch it. <laughs> but um, it's a story in Long Island. This happened back in like 2002, where the superintendent, played by by uh, Wolverine, and the assistant superintendent, basically was bilking the taxpayers that were put all the tax money that was going to the school, 
and they were just embezzling the shit out of it. Yeah. I mean, to the tune of like, I don't know. He, I think, he was two point something million, and the assistant was at four point something million, mm-hmm. and uh, they ended up getting caught, of yeah. course, in the long by stupid, stupid mistake. But anyways, Wolverine plays a very, very different Hugh Jackman role. Um, so, um, it's like I said, it's a true story. So it's cool to go back and see the the people that were really associated with it and stuff like that, and just how blind people really were, and just not paying attention because everything was going well. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like having a public school that was ranked so high that they were getting kids into Harvard and Yale and all that stuff. Well, it drove up all the property values too. Yeah. So the, the the intent to try to keep this under wraps was huge because then the funding would probably stop. Stop. You yeah. know what I mean? Or or they would have more oversight and you know things like that. So um, I don't know. It was an interesting. It's conceptually is really interesting. Um, it was a good movie. It wasn't bad. Yeah, that's cool. I always yeah. like um, like tells like that, like stuff that you don't typically hear every day. Um, that's told in like a true yeah story type of fashion. Yeah. I've been into like this um this show with Robert England, the guy that plays Trey Kruger. Yeah. Um he's hosting it. Um and it's like various tells like that they, they've scoured like um newspaper clippings and stuff like that across the United States. Um and they're telling like retelling or dramatizing um uh different stories from those news clippings. There was there's this one guy in um New Hampshire or something like that. He was, he or New York. He was he was on like a, a suburb a suburb of New York, and um, he uh, he he was paid like a large amount of money by the um, by the state to go through and relocate some bodies, like some some people that were buried because they were building a park there, yeah. and so he they were paying them per coffin um, that he was pulling out of this place so he ended up cutting up the bodies into like to fit like four different child-sized coffins and then was getting paid four times the amount that he should have been getting paid yeah on um on the regular thing so but very interesting that is pretty that's wild those are funny so what what's this on what uh it's on travel it's called um true terror Huh. Um, and it's, it's interesting. It's, um, it's, you know, haunted stories and stuff like that. There's like some haunted stuff around like what happened to him. Some of the spirits came out, um, and like were said to like go after him. But the, like, uh, just the story behind everything is just, is really fascinating. Cool. I have to check that one out. So that just started now. Is it already, is it in progress? Yeah, it's. I think they're on the first season still, but yeah, it's yeah. it's it's pretty simple to get caught up on. Yeah. Did um, oh, I, I watched that other movie too on Netflix, Extraction with Thor. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I keep on seeing that one. I mean to watch it. It's, it, it, it's worth. It. I mean, basically, it's just a bunch of ass kicking and shooting and stuff like that. But yeah. I mean, it is what it is. But I mean, what's funny though, it's actually a remake of an Indian movie, I believe. Oh so, yeah. Like a Bollywood type of movie? I don't know. I wouldn't say Bollywood, but I mean, in you know, Bollywood. Not yeah, yeah. I don't not mean like not like the genre, and, but yeah, like you know, stuff. like like you know, but India, yeah. like the a big movie yeah. it was one of their bigger movies, you know. So it was. It's it, it's a pretty. It, it's interesting to to say the least. So, um, it's a. Hey, you know what? It's content and it, it's it's entertaining. So it's worth, yeah. it's worth a watch. Hey, definitely. you know, 
whatever gets you through the quarantine period. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, anything else? I've, I've been catching up on um, Clone Wars, which we'll talk about with Seth next yeah. time he's on. Um, I'm, I just started season four today. Um, some really cool stuff comes out of that. Um, that was the other thing that I want to talk to you about was the that planet that we were talking about um, the other night. Um, the the force planet that, oh, that comes up in and like mid season three, but yeah. they they land. I think it's really interesting for those people that haven't seen the Clone Wars. Um, they can see that uh, like how it how it recontextualizes the force. They something happens to the ship that that um, Anakin, um, Obi Wan, and um, Ahsoka are on, and they have to make an emergency landing on this this planet. Well, um, upon this planet, they they start sensing like like a whole lot of force, or they they have really strong senses of, of the force on this planet, and they run into this woman. This woman's a is is at least illuminating, or seems to be like made from light, or or mm-hmm. you know is 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 um, Halo esque in her appearance, and. Um, they follow her. She tells them, you know, if they want to figure out where they're at or how to, to get back or get off the, sh- uh, the, the planet, then they uh, need to go talk to her father. And her father is this character that represents the balance of the force between the, the, and this planet. And they're, they're very force connected. Um, the only inhabitants that you can tell that live there is this father figure, the daughter who's like ambient. Um, in light and then um, her brother um, the son of the father figure who's very much on the dark side and the interesting thing is that this father figure knows about the the um, the the tell or the the legend that is supposedly tied to Anakin within the series the balance between the dark and the light mm-hmm. and somebody's going to come and and um create that balance again and so um you know being on the outer rim not knowing anything you know of the the outside world or the outside world not knowing anything of you um it's really interesting to see how how the 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 force is somehow either made up of this made this planet or or the planets made up of the force and they're living there in like a hyper um uh, force-driven lifestyle, um, and everything revolves around the force on this planet, and it's just it, it paints a completely new picture of of how they that they've evolved the force, and like and even so, like like that's kind of stepping ground into like what we know the force as of today with right. the with the um, sequel trilogy, and it's just it's you can kind of start to see a line there like like how things are starting or how things connect between you know prequel saga saga and yeah um uh sequel saga put some glue there yeah yeah that's cool dude i got i can't wait to see that get to that episode grace and i are still slogging through season two we're supposed to watch it today did you get to the mandalorian stuff yet no Oh yeah, that one's fun. Well, Mandalorian, the, no, the war. I think it's in that episode, season three, though. I think it's either late season two or early season yeah. three. Okay. I can't remember. Mandalorian War. Yeah, yeah. I want to. That's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, yeah that one's I, really good. We, we were going through some filler right now. Yeah, there's there some filler in that. Yeah, there's there really definitely is. some filler in it. 
So. Yeah, there's 22 episodes per season. There, yeah, it's definitely some filler. Yeah, so we need to we need to get past that for sure. The other thing that I that I watched too, which finally came to its uh, finale, was uh, Homeland. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, outstanding. Yeah, I just, really good. I just it's just that show is is just wonderful. All yeah. the acting in that show is fantastic, and um, the way that they close this out, it. You couldn't have done it any better, I don't think. I really think that the way, and I'm not obviously not going to spoil that, but the way that they did it and the way that they ended this series was just wonderful. It was perfect. Nice. Perfect. It just it wrapped it all up. And um, not, when I say wrap it up, not in wrapped it up in a sense that they, in the world that they live in. You yeah. know what I mean? In the way that things go and the way that things work and stuff like that. So just outstanding I mean there are some slower seasons but this last season kind of reminded me of the of a Jack Ryan just it was like bang 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 and you kept moving real quick and uh, so very good very good watch that nice yeah yeah Andrea and I are big into that um, show but we're, we're way behind yeah um you got anything else that we uh, can talk about before we go into the the Big topic? No, that's probably about it. I haven't been really watching too much of anything else. Cool. Yeah. Um, so there was a rumor, and there's. A, let me preface it with it's it's definitely a rumor at this phase, but like there's some credibility behind it. I forget if it's Charles Murphy or like who the 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 person was that was reporting upon this, but it was somebody. And Charles Murphy is the guy over at NCU Cosmic, by the way. Um, if you go to watch his YouTube channel. He's he's very impeccable with, like, the stuff that he gets right as far as leaks and stuff go um, from the industry. Like, he's only got, like, one thing wrong over the course oh, wow. of, like, his entire YouTube career. And um, he, uh, he came out, or, or somebody came out and said, I think it may have been Helm, but somebody came out and said that DC's looking to... Um, bring the the um, the Justice League back, and the way that he explains that they're going to do it is very interesting. And so it's not going to be the same bat. It's not going to be. It's going to be the Batman with Robert Pattinson that we have involved, and it's going to have um, Godot and um, Momoa as Wonder Woman and. Um, and Aquaman um, and then possibly recasting a new Superman on it but I know we talked about this other night um, but what like like without necessarily knowing like where this is going like what what are your thoughts on on them doing this like or what were your original thoughts on them doing this um, I, I think it's a very unique approach it opens up the door I think to allow DC to do whatever they want because with and we're referring to flashpoint right yeah so the way that they're doing yeah. it and let me let, let's let me get into that really quick um they're so what they're what they're going to do is the the flash movie is coming out um in the next couple of years um or few years and they're going to um do that movie as flashpoint and in that case um they're they're going to bring all those characters the the characters that have been successful plus flash um, from the DC um, EU into the same world that Robert Pattinson's Batman 
and um, you know other new Justice League mm-hmm. members um, would would live in. So the the only the only hitch with that though, which they can do this, which is not a huge deal, however they want to handle it. But um, in Flashpoint, Thomas Wayne's Batman. Yeah. So, but that—that's—I mean, that's something that you can easily yeah flow that. Yeah, you, you use it as an inspiration. You don't yeah. go verbatim with exactly. it. But the, yeah. But the but the story itself, where you know Barry's in his own, wakes up and everything's changed around him. You yeah. know what I mean? And um, and you got a lot of uh, you, you got uh, I can't I'm trying to remember it all. It's like I know that like, um, Deathstrokes in France, I believe, or not Deathstroke. Um, yeah, Deathstroke. Yeah. He's in France, and then Wonder Woman's Cocker, something else with the Amazons. I mean, this whole multi-different timeline periods, but he's the only one that actually understands both timelines. Yeah, and it's and it's a and like I said, it gives you that opportunity to really be able to bring in other all the characters and have a very unique, different approach. It doesn't. It's not going to be a continuation off of what Aquaman where he left off, or what Wonder Woman's been doing, or or whatever you know, and. I don't know. I think it, it would be cool. I think we got to get people to understand what it is before it happens, you know, which I think you can. Yeah, you can definitely do. Yeah. yeah, you can. You Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think you necessarily lead up to it, but you, you do like an, an explainer within the the show. You lead up to that point. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you, you basically you, you drop it off. You don't do like the complete Flashpoint story within there. And then you do Crisis of Time. Yeah, for the Justice League movie, and that's you know that's that's your end of your Flashpoint arc, or you can you know you can do maybe something else with the Flashpoint arc to add on to that. But yeah, so it would be really interesting just to see them in the alternate universe. I mean, we're getting to Marvel alternate universe stuff now. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So we'll be back to talking about timelines and and everything else, but there's only two, so yeah. it's not too difficult. But um, no, I think what this also does, it will help galvanize and push Flash into like, I mean, I look at Flash as a B, as a B character, I, you know, I mean, obviously he's iconic. Yeah. Everyone knows the Flash, but still, I mean, when you, when you get to the Justice League, he's, he's a helper. He's a good helper. He's a very important component, but this is all about him. The, I mean, this story is his story, you know, and it does allow his character to really, I think, fill out and you learn a lot more about Barry and, and everything else. So. I think it's cool. Um, it made me appreciate Flash more. So, um, anyways, I think it, I think it would be cool. I think it would allow them to bring Flash back in as the movies progress, having a stronger role or presence, you know. And and we'll see. And I think if they do a different Superman, that's going to be that they have to find the right one this time. Yeah, they have to. Because I thought I thought Henry Cavill was okay as Superman. Yeah, like it I wasn't. Mean, I didn't bad. Know. No, I just yeah. you know the writing behind it was terrible. That yeah, that was horrible. But no, I think that that and I don't. I really don't think that they've casted super poorly on the Supermans. Even the other guy before um, wasn't yeah. bad. Um, but with Superman, you, you, it's more about look too. I mean, his his he, his he doesn't have a ton of dimensions. You know no, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and and that's okay. That's who he is, though. Yeah. I mean, but well, I think I think the idea, at least what I caught from this, was that they're going to treat the super or Superman the same way that they're going to treat, um, or they treat the Hulk within the, um, within the Marvel movies. Obviously, the Hulk, there's some differences as far as like, you know, they, there's contracts with with Universal that, 
you know, Universal technically owns like the the release properties for that character, and Marvel can't make a standalone Hulk movie without Universal. Yeah. Um, but the the you know without that, they're kind of taking the same line with with Superman, or, or from what I gather at least, like this this isn't publicized anywhere, but from from what I'm picking up from this is that they're going to take Superman. Um, and have him as you know a supporting character within all this stuff because he's so one-dimensional. He's not he's not relatable as a character in the same way that the other characters are, mm-hmm. where they can you know make good movies, yeah, and then have you know Superman within these movies. It just it's not you know you, you don't need a Superman movie. I don't think. No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think you do either. That, that, that's no. I agree. You don't. I think. Everybody's educated enough on Superman. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Nobody know. doesn't know who Superman is. Yeah. So, but then that, that was um, uh, Jeff Jones wrote that too. The yeah the, the yeah. he's wrapping Flashpoint. Yeah. He's yeah. he's wrapping up his last go round with um. No, not Jeff Jones. No, I'm thinking of Scott Schneider and the other guy. Um, Grayson, what's his name? Scott Schneider and Greg. Greg. Greg Capolo. Greg Capolo, yeah. They're finishing their last run together in about in a Batman line. Oh, okay, cool. And then they're done. I guess they'll go off Batman and somebody else will be coming yeah. in. I'm not sure who it is, but their, their stuff's really good. They're the ones that started back in the day with... Um, they launched the uh, the New 52 with Corey mm-hmm. Mouse. That was their first tariff, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they've done some really good stuff together. Oh, they have. Um, yeah, Jeff Johns has is, is obviously been a part of the uh, the movie universe and, and TV show universe well, for a long time. And Batverse. With, yeah, and Batverse. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's the one that's responsible for all the CW content and, you know, um, and, and I, I know he's had a heavy hand within the recent um, movies, so, you know. He's he's an amazing source. I'm sure that they'll probably pull from, and I don't think that he's nearly done with, you know, DC as as a property. So right, yeah. The um, did you see too? And kind of just tailing off because we're talking about these characters, but Wonder Woman. He said they're definitely gonna be the Wonder Woman three, but there's gonna be a separate uh, spinoff. Yeah, the Amazonian and, spinoff. Yeah, that that sounds cool. Then nothing about it. Yeah, it just no. sounds cool. <laughs> Did you hear? Do you have any idea what it is? No, but I mean, we were talking about Flashpoint, right? And um, you know, you could have something like an Amazonian War movie as part of the Flashpoint thing. So if you have well, Wonder Woman three coming out before then, yeah, they have this Amazonian spinoff after the Flashpoint. It can kind of fill, and before the Justice League movie, it can kind of fill some of those blocks in. Yeah. Well, I think I I, I do think that is that is what happens. I think I think Wonder Woman in her Amazonian army conquers somewhere. I don't remember. Yeah. It's not in the United States. I don't know where it's overseas. I think, but I can't remember now. But, um, but yeah. So your point being, yeah, that could be that mm-hmm. very easily. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely digging the Wonder Woman stuff. It's all been so good. Um, have you watched the most recent um, Fat Man Beyond with Kevin no. Smith? And so they were talking to the um, president of um, Diamond. Oh, the comic book distributor. Yeah, yeah, and so they were, and like Kevin's obviously invested because all of his Jay and Silent Bob merch comes out of Diamond, and like he's got a bunch of deals with Diamond currently. 
and uh, um, they have. Um, he he came out and said publicly that he is very close to getting up to a point where like they're going to start being able to um, print comics again. Oh, thank God! So they're they're going to start being able to um, produce and um, you know merchandise and distribute it and help out the local comic book stores and they're they're doing a bunch of stuff as far as like giveaways like they've all uh they've asked like all their writers and artists for like um you know things that they're willing to donate from their private collections and stuff like that oh, cool. like original panels and stuff oh that's so, awesome yeah yeah so yeah the just you know at, within the next you know six months look for or you know a few months look for uh your comic book shops to start doing Various giveaways and stuff like that. Well, as they should. I mean, I mean, it really, they're only helping their own community by doing it, and it's the right thing to do. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, and of course, I, I doubt that any of them would have a problem doing that at all. No, no. Just, I mean, that's what keeps them in yeah, business, right? Absolutely, yeah. And you know what? I just was wondering, too, which I didn't even look because I won't do it anyways. I don't read digital comics. I only read paper ones. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about this I'm before. I'm old yeah. timey guy, but well, yeah, um, I mean, there's just a fill. There's there's yeah. like a nuance to it. Do you know? I don't know. If it has have the comic book series continued digitally? No. No. So they've stopped. The they've stopped release. altogether. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. From yeah, from what I've seen, yeah, there's nothing new coming out. Okay. All right. I, I didn't even check. I know I I do upload my stuff onto the Marvel app, but I don't. I just do it for, to save. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, Hmm. Good. Yeah, I'll be waiting for that. Yeah, I saw some news on that, but I didn't see that it, anything had been moving forward yet. But that's a good. It's good to know. Definitely needs to happen. So. Yeah. Um. Any, any other thoughts on the the flashpoint thing? Like, I'm I'm trying to think. No, I I, I think I, I do. I think it's an opportunity again for DC to be able to take a fresh approach to some of these characters and, and add some more dimensions to them, even though these are parallel universe situations with these particular individuals. Their core beings are who they are, though, too, but it's what the, what's the catalyst that makes these type of things happen. And it just, to me, it sounds like a smarter approach mm-hmm. to a movie, you know what I mean, than just the, the, well, the big baddie type situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a little bit more complex, a little bit deeper, and, and I like that. I think that they need to to do that i mean i mean marvel does a great job i mean the whole the whole uh um end game and all that stuff i mean there's that's a lot it's a complex a lot of complexity in there too you know there's a lot of great fighting and battles and stuff which is all cool but really when you get into all the timelines and the time travel and all that other business and all that other stuff i mean it's it's a thinking man's situation too you can watch it two levels yeah you can watch it purely to be entertained and watch people you know whatever But you have that other, that other piece, and I think DC in the past has gone just down that one road where there's a big baddie, we're going to team up, we're going to have to battle a couple little minions on the way, and then we have a big battle. Well, I feel like the, their stuff previously has been rushed, and if they yeah. take this, if they take the right approach with this, like it can be a good um, restart point for them mm-hmm. as far as like you know they've they're they've got a good set of characters that they've built up and they're continuing to build up. But there's, you know, and but they can take their time building up to something big. Because I mean, Endgame took, um, took twenty three movies to get to. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not like you know, yeah. with the way the Justice League was, you know, like they're like, oh well, you know, everybody's into this whole world building thing, so let's just come out with a movie before Justice League, like one movie before the Justice League movie, and then then introduce all these elements into you know, two and a half hours yeah. of Batman versus Superman. So. Yeah. 
you know, it's, I, I think that it, it, um, it, if they do it in a, in a slow manner and they're, they're, they can definitely Dude, make could, this work. I would also break it into two parts. I mean, it doesn't have to be yeah, one movie. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, Christ, you can make a trilogy out of it if you wanted <laughs> mm-hmm. to. I mean, there's enough there. Well, you, yeah, you, you can do, do it. That. What, what I would do if I, you know, if, if, if I had the reins for a day, right? Um, what I would do is have the Flashpoint movie, have have another Batman movie between now and the Flashpoint movie, have a the Flashpoint movie, and because Batman's such an um, intris- intrinsic part of the um, the storyline, there bring in Batman, um, Robert Pattinson, maybe bring in Thomas Wayne mm-hmm. as like a the Batman from an alternate timeline, um, as as a supporting. Um, dynamic within that movie, but then have um, Batman Flashpoint or like some variation yeah. of that after that as the third Batman yeah. movie. Lead maybe have the Amazonian um, war mm-hmm. movie that we talked about, and then lead into tight um, Crisis of Time, mm-hmm. and um, and then finish out that storyline. That yeah. way you've got you know yeah. you've that spreads across multiple movies and your fans are going to be able to get lore. They're going to be able to, to build up, you know, an idea and a, 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 a comfortableness with this new, um, your version of flashpoint and right. this new story. So, well, flashpoint in the, in the comic was a massive crossover. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, what you're talking about really is like, is like a movie crossovers, mm-hmm. you know, the same way that, that the book was done, you know, yeah. you got the main, you got the main tree, but then, all those other pieces, yeah, it's exactly. It works. I mean, it works in the books. Yeah, it's one of the most successful runs. So, no, I, I completely yeah. agree. No, I think I, I think that that I mean they have time now. I mean, obviously we got to get to Batman first, but I mean they have time to really be smart about this, mm-hmm. and and let's just hope that they do it. I mean, we I'm always pulling for them. I'm always yeah. pulling for DC, you know, and I think eventually though it'll happen. But uh, let's hope this is the this is the right time for them. Well, I mean, you and I've talked about it before. They've obviously got better storylines as far as their their comic books go. I think that you know, me as a Marvel fan, I can recognize that. But mm-hmm. you know, they're not they, they don't execute they don't execute on the the big screen. Nope. And um, you know, away from you know, they're they're the television shows, even like the C, CW shows and stuff like that. They're they're a little too intermingled, and there's you know, hundreds of hours of content to be able to to yeah. get through there. Um, so. You know they kind of lose people at a certain point with that, but if you do that in movie form over the course of years and tag on, you know, six hours of content a year, it's not nearly as much as right. as, as what the TV shows are going to do. And you know, they've done the TV shows well enough. They just need to either reteam or refocus, and then borrow from what the TV shows are doing, borrow from what Marvel's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then and then just take their time and make make it right. No, agreed, without question. Cool, man. Well, um, you got any um, questions from any of our listeners? Let's see. I did text and just want to throw a shout out to one of our uh, one of our uh, new uh, new members too that uh, hopefully we'll get involved and get a question from. We'll just leave him. His name is Bo. Okay. So. <laughs> Um, we'll see if Bo has anything to say, but Bo, we appreciate you listening as always. And of course, Danley as well. Um, Danley was going to be on today, but it looks like, well, that'll be next week with him. And, uh, per his request, should we go ahead and tease what we'll do next week then? Yeah. So, I mean, we'll, uh, 
when we have Dan Leon next week, hopefully the um, we'll do he's the Tiger King. We're gonna run yeah. down the Tiger King and and for some reason Dan Lee really <laughs> has expressed a high level of interest in, in doing a Tiger King. So we've all seen it. So uh, I think it's well. I think it, yeah, all of America at this point has seen it. Yeah, yeah. So I think it will be fun just to to riff on that for a while though. Yeah, also have some Kevin Smith stuff I want to run by him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's a big Kevin Smith guy. So look forward to that. And um, the uh, I did want to say thanks, too, because I acknowledge my wife's efforts as well with this corona crap that's going on. She's a nurse, and uh, she is definitely doing her part right now. So uh, thanks to all the nurses and doctors out there doing their thing. So appreciate that. And I did not want it to slip by, Josh, that you know when you were looking at our um, – our demographics and so forth how uh, we have a very strong uh, presence somewhere yeah we're strongly international now yes we've gone we've gone global yeah and uh our uh, patient zero for global i think is ireland of all places yeah, yeah so, dublin to ireland we have dublin like ireland. 25 percent of our listeners right now are coming out of dublin so that's huge huge shout out to dublin yeah, absolutely know. yes as two two Irish descendants, we're, yes. we're very happy to have you as part of uh, our fan base. That's right. So thanks, guys, man. Appreciate that. Hey, you know, you guys want to ask a question, anything from Ireland, you send it in. We got you. Yeah. You know, so appreciate you listening. Um, if you want to support the podcast, um, we've, we've done something really cool. Obviously, times are tough right now. Um, and so I've created a new tier on our Patreon. Um, a dollar a month gets you onto the Patreon now. And um, with that, you can have direct access to Matt and I. We give you our Discord channel so we, you, you can um, chat with the rest of the NerdForce podcast community. Um, and you can, uh, you know, maybe be on show, maybe give, uh, get a chance at a giveaway. Um, with the, the giveaways, we're, we're still doing the glass giveaway. Um, shipping is going to be a little bit of a pain right now with the everything going on so i'm extending the giveaway until um things start opening back up so let's say um june 1st at this yeah, point that's reasonable. But, um so if you want to enter for that either come uh, join our patreon for um one dollar a month or um uh share our post about the pen to our facebook page um out to your friends um if you do have anything for the, the show um, that you want us to talk about um, or you want to hit us up at any point and comment, um, feel free to to comment on the, the show. Um, as always, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at um, NerdForce Podcast on Facebook and um, Force underscore Podcast on Twitter. Um, we definitely appreciate any comments, um, anything that you you provide and with the podcast wherever you're listening at if you can just leave a like and um, rate the podcast uh, and subscribe then that definitely helps new people find us and grow our community so until next time this has been the nerd force podcast <laughs>